you, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> I'm here with Duncan Birmingham. Um, so excited to have him back on the the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. Uh, writer, I, I just I first heard about him um, through his TV work, like uh, Blunt Talk and Marin, and then um, his short story book, The Cult in My Garage, became a fast favorite of mine when that came out. Uh, and then now I've been really looking forward to this. He has a film out. Uh, it's on Shutter currently. Who invited them? um that's what we're here to talk about duncan thank you so much for joining me thank you thanks for having me yeah no this is a treat it's uh, i'm happy happy to be back absolutely so yeah I, i'd been really anticipating because because i've liked you know the other the other stuff you've you've done that i've seen that i've read so i, I was pretty confident i would i would like this and i was really intrigued that it was like a like a horror um with some com comedic elements uh, so I think I've been, I think I heard, first heard about it from you about a year ago. Uh, so it's been, it's been really exciting having that anticipation and then seeing, um, your posts and, and, and some of the, um, the, you know, the, the stills and then the trailer. And then I eventually did get to see it, um, just, a you know, a little over a week ago and yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's such a, such a great film. Um, so maybe you could tell us before we kind of jump right into maybe more of the details, kind of like the genesis of the film. Uh, maybe tell us, you know, give us a quick synopsis, a teaser for, for those who haven't heard of it or haven't seen it yet. Um, sure. Well, I'll, I'll start off. I'll just kind of give you the, the, the teaser. Um, and now I'll, now I'll probably mess up the log line. <laughs> but it's, just in a nutshell, it's about a, about a couple that has a housewarming party. Uh, their new uh, upscale house in the hills, and they are visited by uh, some party guests that they realize they did not invite. And uh, but the but the uh, <clears throat> the party guests turn out to be pretty fun. And uh, as the they stick around for a nightcap, and as one nightcap leads to the other, uh, our our main couple starts to wonder if their new fun friends are really their new fun friends who live next door, or if they are duplicitous uh, strangers with a agenda. Um, so for me and, uh, and yeah, again, it's called who invited them. It's on shutter. It's also on, uh, AMC plus. And for people that are like, what the hell is AMC plus? I just have it as part of my Amazon prime package. I didn't realize it's in everyone I talk to is who has Amazon prime seems to be able to watch the movie. So one of those two, but, uh, I will also give shutter a little plug. You can get a free trial and I watch shutter uh, all the time now that I've, I've had it the past year. Um, and the genesis for the movie, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I usually work in TV, and I know you've had a lot of, uh, 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 you know, some people I've worked with uh, on here. I just was at uh, Skylight Books here in uh, Los Angeles to see our mutual friend Jonathan Ames yeah. do a reading of his new book, and I'm going to dig into that tomorrow. That's great. Uh, That's great. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I work with Jonathan on a couple things, but but most prominently uh, Blunt Talk and uh, and worked on a show with Mark Marin called Marin. I sent Marin a link to the movie. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he likes it. Um, 
And uh, and yeah, but uh, but uh, you know, I I started movies uh, <clears throat> when I first moved to Los Angeles twenty years ago. Uh, sold some movies, never got anything made. Uh, moved to kind of TV, but have always been making shorts, short films, and uh, have been trying to get a movie made forever. <laughs> and had a a dramedy uh, movie called Almost Genius that I still really want to make. Maybe I was I was peddling this movie for years, and an embarrassingly long time. Could not. <laughs> seemed to get uh, any money for it. And then I kept meeting with um, a producer friend. And every time I met with him, he would have produced like another two or three movies. I was like, where are you finding the money for these movies? And he really encouraged me to try and write something in the uh, horror vein. So uh, I, I wrote a couple scripts in that vein. And this one was the most, I thought, successful uh, of them. Um, and people seemed to like it. And uh, yeah, we, we got the money last uh summer by the by the skin of our teeth just enough money to shoot this uh very low budget feature here in la and uh the movie gods were smiling on us because we got a great cast um that we can talk about a, a little later and, and yeah this was my first movie and uh we shot it in 12 uh 12 days and every day was a, a sweaty uh, uh uh trial but also uh a lot of a lot of fun great yeah i think uh, it, it's such an la movie um in a, in a good way. Like I, I, I just got the, it just gave you that feeling in a, in a, I don't know if the comparison cause a totally different movie, but it gave you the same kind of like creepy feeling as mother. I don't know if you saw mother. Oh, um, I did see mother. I was, I saw it. I saw it here in Los Feliz and I was, I was very surprised. I was, I, I really wanted to see it in the theater. Uh, even though I didn't, I didn't love it. I, I really wanted to see it in the theater. Cause I wanted to see if anyone was walking out and nobody walked out. <laughs> nobody walked out. So take that as a compliment, because I know a lot of people like there's a lot of mixed feelings on that film, but like um, totally different kind of movie. But this but the, this kind of like creepy feeling of people not going away um, is terrifying <laughs> to me. And I think uh, the way you portrayed it, it was, you know, definitely in like a, a realistic um, it felt so real. And the, those like the actors. Yeah, we, we could talk about them because those the, the couple who. Um, who show up at the house they are like the most charming couple you could possibly find so um they they just nailed that performance um i i guess i'm I'm curious about the casting of the film and maybe you could talk about the four the four main people who were um you know kind of carry the whole thing for the most part sure sure and I'll, I'll just say yeah thank you thank you for the comparison i love movies that make you uh you know uncomfortable and i have my list of of tense movies that cross all genres that I love everything from like, you know, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf to after hours to, to, you know, uncut gems. Um, I, I like those, those movies that make you feel tense and uh, revisited a lot of them um, in making this movie. And yeah, there's nothing worse than guests that don't leave. It gets worse, at least for me, as you get older, it also <laughs> feels like there's something, uh, uh, uh stressful even more stressful about parties uh post well we're not post but in in the midst of of wherever we are in covid you know parties seem to have taken on this almost you know a, a little bit more of a dangerous vibe like you're, you're going in you don't you, you know you could catch something you don't know and and people are just not used to crowds and this idea that uh I mean, hey if you're going to invade someone's home and i describe this as a polite home invasion movie <laughs> um, you uh a, a party under the guise of a party is a pretty pretty good way to uh squeak into someone's house um 
And yeah, in terms of the cast, you, you know, this, this, uh, like I said, this is a low budget movie. We had to push our dates a couple times. Uh, there were, there were many versions of this movie where I thought I was doing it with, um, you know, probably doing it with actor friends of mine. Um, and as it turned out, when, when we finally got our, our date set and we had a, a, a wonderful uh, casting director who came in to help us out and uh, we just got so lucky with these um, four leads, all of which I, I had watched, um, you know, watched a lot of their their work um, and they just came in and totally nailed it. And uh, I've, I've watched the the movie with a few audiences at a few film festivals and everyone seems to comment on the fact that they not only are they so good, but they also work so well together. No one can believe that they didn't know each other before and uh, they did not. They only met at the costume fitting, our very low budge costume fitting, like a couple days before and on the Zoom a couple days before. And then it was right into two weeks of night shoots and they're all friends and they're all on like a text chain. I'm not on it. I wish I was. <laughs> um, and they're they're all so cool. Nobody hung out in the trailer. They all hung out together on the up, in the upstairs of the house. I mean, the trailer also wasn't that nice. So maybe that was part of it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I um, uh, so, I'll, you know, Ryan Hansen is someone I've known uh, of for years. I'm such a big Party Down fan. And I'm so excited mm -hmm. that uh, Party Down is coming back. Um, I didn't know that. I did not yeah. know that. That's the awesome. whole cast is back, I believe, except for Lizzie Kaplan, um, and it looks really cool. So I love him. I love Ryan Hansen so much that, like, on the day off that we had, the one day off where all I did was like work and lie in bed and work on, you know, the paperwork and the shot lists and all this stuff. And like, I, for, I just needed like an hour of like, I need to watch something on TV that gets my mind off the, the movie just for like one hour. And I ended up watching Ryan Hansen solves murders on YouTube, his TV series. And I was like, oh, I guess I can't get enough Ryan Hansen because I'm loving the show. It's, it's, it's so good. So he came in and was just uh, uh, really awesome. And uh, his part, uh, Adam, since you've seen the movie, I think, you know, could could, you know, Adam could come off a little uh, with the with, with not the right actor. He could be a little a little uh, too grating. Um, uh, and and I, I thought he just really uh, nailed it. Um, Melissa Tang, who was on the Kaminsky method, came in and she was so wonderful and she has to do so many different things from playing an instrument to uh, drugs to retching, screaming. She really has uh, probably the most um, visible arc of any of the characters in the movie. Um, so we felt uh, very, very lucky to have her and she destroyed. And then uh, Timothy Granaderos, I saw in this movie called Untitled Horror Movie. And he was, it's, um, uh, what do you call it? It's like a, uh, you know, just everybody, everybody's on the screen in the, in the movie, like a, you know, not, not found footage, but a, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A screen, screen, screen movie. Uh, and uh, and even though he's not moving around, uh, it was just really drawn to him. I felt like he really centered that movie. And then I watched him and he has a, it's almost like a cameo in this movie, Plan B. And most people know him from 13 Reasons Why. And he's so different in all these different, um, uh, all these different uh, uh, projects that are also different genres. Um, and, and he was really wonderful. And Perry Matfield from In the Dark, uh, um, uh, she's the star of that show came in as well and they play tom and sasha which are really really tricky parts i mean the you know i mean obviously any any four of the actors uh, didn't work you know you need a sturdy table you need the four legs of, to support this movie uh any 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 one of the four didn't work the movie wouldn't work and obviously i think it does but um 
uh, Tim and Perry's characters have to be so charming because Adam and Margot, the protagonists, are fairly charming, fairly smart. So they have to be, they can't be, you know, smarmy charming. They have to be legitimately charming. And they also have to have a air of evasiveness and mystery about them or the, you know, tension uh, uh, of the movie, you know, it would just be like a deflated balloon. And those are very hard concepts um, for me as a first time director to get across. And, uh, and, and because they're such great actors, I really didn't, uh, didn't have to do too much uh, getting across. They really got it. Yeah. Well, well, you nailed it. I mean, I think it, it was, um, it's definitely a film I'm, I'm going to rewatch. Uh, I think that, yeah, they just, um, I love films. Um, you know, and I guess a lot of it may, may or may not have to do with the film being low budget, but just, so, just how, um, like, just a couple of settings, you know, a couple sets and what can go down just between the actors and um, just how, like you said, how charming they can be and then how it kind of like it, it flips and without giving, you know, anything away about the film. Like, I think we've all met people where, you know, and if you're in a couple, you you have to kind of you, you have couple friends or you want to meet couple friends and you all have the four, you know, align for it to work well. Uh, and and then when you're kind of smitten by someone who's charming, um, at least in my experience, when someone is too charming, it never works out well. You usually want to get rid of them <laughs> at some point, but they just, um, yeah, just incredible acting. And like, I just, I loved, I love seeing how much, how eager they were to become friends with these people. And then I don't think this is giving anything away how it's like they just won't leave and it's like how it escalates and escalates and then and then all the twists and turns um so i think like yeah it's a you know i don't know are you do you would you consider a horror film it's on it's on shutter um i don't i hate classifying film but just for our listeners i am i i would consider a horror film because i i've i've <clears throat> feel like we've been, uh, you know, mostly pretty embraced by the horror community and the horror community is so great that, you know, I just, uh, the first place it played was the Overlook Film Festival in New Orleans. And I just crossed my fingers and hoped that uh, people, you know, didn't stand up in the middle and were like, this isn't a horror film. And <laughs> so, so people seem to, um, to accept uh, the, 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 you know, uh, coloring uh, maybe outside the lines of certain elements of the genre. So yes, I do consider it a horror horror film. Plays with the horror elements, um, but also hopefully, you know, in making it, really wanted to make it something that people who love horror, uh, as I do, would would also be satisfied with. Didn't didn't want to make it feel like a you know a fake out or a uh, I don't know a cheat. Uh, because nothing is is worse than that. So 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 far so good. Yeah, I would. I usually tell people. I mean, ideally, I'd love to tell people it's a horror dramedy, uh -huh. but then that sounds so weird. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, horror comedy. I mean, it's just a good film. That's what I'm. That's what I'll tell people, and you know, tell them where to find it. But I, I love. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of yours, and and you know, in your short story collection, uh, it, it just. I mean, obviously you're the, the same writer of the film as these short stories, but it has this like slow burn that has, I think a huge payoff in some of those short stories. Like, you know, I'm thinking of one in particular, the name that the, um, the title of the book is taken from just like that, sure, that kind of, yeah, that the cold, my garage, like the, just, you know, I'd consider kind of a slow burn that keeps getting like weirder and weirder and darker in its own way. Um, 
and it just like massively interesting with the character development and um yeah i don't know i just i just can't say enough good things about it and i, I was ex very excited that it that i because sometimes you're nervous when you're a fan of somebody and you and you watch something and if you're like i don't know because i haven't you know this is your first feature film i i was assuming i would like it but i ended up liking it a lot more than i um kind of had expectations for you know so that's that was that was always yeah that was always that's always cool when that happens and you know i can speak highly of it and now i'm like because horror is not a genre that i've not that i i don't dislike it but i've just never um been drawn to it and i think it's just such a kind of like with sci-fi i've never been to, into sci-fi just because there's such a huge amount of it like i don't even know where to start unless i have friends who are into that specific genre so i think like this film being on shutter um and after i got sent your link i've been getting more i haven't had the chance to watch some of the newer films that are coming out on shutter they've been sending me so i'm excited to to start um kind of digging into that like genre because i i don't think i realized how um big it is in on a like a on a lower budget but just like quality films i mean i it seems like there's quite a bit out there and with these you know i saw the posts that you made um at that that convention you went to and that looked that like a lot of fun so it just seems like a very cool community and uh with a lot of great stuff out there um very cool community where i'm like oh wow there's people are really uh passionate in a way that uh, yeah like i said i was trying to put together what i would call a dramedy uh film for a couple of years that just didn't seem to um uh be able to 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 get people uh excited about or excited about to enough to chunk throw down a chunk of money so i i see why um horror has such a, a great um uh, infrastructure of fans um and it's really it's really been great so yeah i mean i just watched uh i didn't even know i was a fan of folklore horror and i watched a four, the uh, shutter's got a great uh three and a half maybe it's a four-hour documentary on folklore horror mm. and i was like, oh, i didn't know the wicker man and it was fascinating. So it's it's, a, it's really fascinating. I was writing down so many different uh, uh, movies that now I want to watch uh, that are kind of in the folklore oh, cool. uh, horror range. But yeah, as a kid, I mean, I was a super scaredy cat, um, very scared. I mean, movies, my really my first horror movies were, would either be movies that as a you know, aspiring cinephile as a kid, I felt like I had to watch because I was like, all right, I'm really scared shitless of The Shining, but I'm 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 gonna uh, you know watch it anyway because it's Kubrick, and I was mm -hmm. terrified. Same thing with The Exorcist, or be like I'd be at a sleepover and someone's throwing on uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Friday the Thirteenth, or, or Black Christmas. So so you know they 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 started to seep in, but uh, only only because uh, not because I was seeking them out at first, because I was uh, I was so. A little, little, a uh, little scared at first. Yeah. <laughs> and I dove in. Oh, that's funny. Um, I, I find like the older I get, I'm getting more into, into genre, like even with, with uh, like specific, like, you know, with like mysteries where I've always been kind of hit or miss with different things. I think I've always kind of like literary fiction. Um, but now that I don't know, like, I, I think Jonathan Ames kind of like, like m helped me pivot into like, um, you know, reading a lot of these um, specifically like, you know, mystery genres and thrillers. Um, and he made a, you know, he, he, I'm sure you've heard him say the same thing. It's like you kind of tap a vein with like um, some of these writers when, if they, if they repeat a character or just kind of like this, the, the tropes when it's done and when it's done well, um, like, you know, it to expect, but then 
you're you're always kind of like surprised when it's done well so i think that's what's so cool about you know horror or 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 sci-fi or mystery or or whatever when it's like you you kind of have this um expectation of what you're you're getting and then if it's done well you you're always surprised because there's always like a new angle to um to take a spin on on the the classic genre so um yeah and i was surprised like with the with your film just you know it, like i said we're not spoiling anything but it just like the twists and turns it made was just like uh, awesome and how it all kind of like tied itself together and that's why i think it definitely deserves a, a rewatch or two um because it was it must have been a i don't know like was it a was it a fun one to write was it a quick script to write or was this um you know did, how long did this take you to do the writing process I think it was a fun one to write that might just be comparatively to the script I'm trying to write now. That's <laughs> kind of a, Mary's a, a, there's a slasher element. There's also a rom-com element. Uh, and it seems to be taking a very long time where, um, uh, who invited them? Yeah. The, I, I, I think in, in comparison to other, other scripts. Um, yeah, I, th I think it was, a, you know, a few months before I had a vomit draft. Uh, it, was a, it was a fairly quick vomit draft where I kind of did it, did the, did the shortest version um uh you know i love the idea of these party guests that overstay their welcome and that kind of uncomfortable comedy and once i committed to the idea of i wanted to figure out a way to make it a horror movie um and, and started thinking about backstories and how that would work it, it came um fairly fairly quickly um so that was uh that not not usually the case um for me um so yeah yeah no one in in that respect it it did and i I, I share the same thoughts about genre with you. And yeah, jo Jonathan's also uh, influenced my reading list. I'm reading a lot more noir, but I'm also, and I used to read a lot more horror fiction. Now I'm going back. I can't wait to read that for the new Stephen King is great. And I am reading a ton of uh, just gritty, gritty crime fiction, mm -hmm. um, especially a lot of stuff from the seventies. I love it. I love it. And like, I, I should say like the, I mean, at least the things I've been saying online about the film, it's been getting a lot of like great response, uh, you know, it's getting getting a lot of love out there so it's and, and it's all over the place like it's so cool you google um who invited them and there's so many people seeing the film already so that's got to feel um great to have so many ha have so much good response for the most part um about you, you know your first your your first feature um it is it is i guess i didn't really let myself think about that it probably would have been uh, it, or it would have been too anxiety inducing i mean you just try and get it out there um you know i felt good when i watched it at the festival um felt good showed it to the actors and then yeah we had a couple good early reviews so that like you know i was able to get through the the summer without being too worried and then yes once it uh it appeared on shutter and um IMC plus it was kind of like an explosion of reviews mostly good uh you know one there's one 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 critic out there who I might have to show up uh, at their house, and, uh, you know, murder the dog, never murder him, murder him. No, I'm not going to murder anyone. I no murdering. I once made a joke about punching someone in the face, and someone made it took it literally. So should oh, never should not make that joke. But yes, mo <laughs> mostly very good. But you know, there's a few. There are some polarizing things uh, about the movie that I I I never expected to 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 be polarizing uh things that have to do with the b plot or or uh the ending um uh but uh yeah overall the response has been really really great from like a wide range of people like um 
you know, I, I can never sleep. And so now I'm getting up, like checking tweets and stuff. And last night there was this tweet, from a, a really complimentary tweet about the woman, uh, about the movie from a woman who um, has a blue check on Twitter and didn't have a lot of followers. I'm like looking her up and she, she's like a, uh, gives TED Talks and she's like the the ultimate uh, sex tech uh, entrepreneur who who has all this huge business. And and I was like, wow, I don't know how she found this movie. But, uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, she really loved it. So, and, and, and she was like, shouting out all the actors so it it, it seems to um uh appeal to uh it's, it's a bunch of people a lot of people seem to like reluctantly like it um which i kind of <laughs> like they're like i don't usually even like horror movies or like horn home invasions kind of creepy but you know i like this one so uh so that's always nice to hear and i, I don't think anyone can um, not be kind of uh, brought in by the by the all the actors but in particularly the four oh, they're great yeah they're incredible no, I think it, like I'm always curious about like the whole the whole like re review process because it is like I haven't you know I haven't gone through that myself, but just like when you put something out there, it's out there, and then people are gonna comment on it. You know, not everyone's gonna love love it, um, and I think it like it, I don't know. I I admire people like like Bruce Wagner who are a mutual fan of how he. Like yeah. if you if you go on you know you go on Amazon or Goodreads on on any of his books, and talk about polarizing like people, you know he'll have like five stars, one star like the worst 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 writer ever like horrible and they're like, they're so like a uh, scathing about some of you know his books and then people love it like you know we we love his work and um and I don't think he cares one like whatever side of the camp you fall into I don't think he really doesn't seem to phase him at all which is so, such a cool um thing and i so i love when people when there is that huge like definitely not in your case but when there is that huge um polarizing impact it's like that's a good piece of art you know because i mean everyone's not gonna gonna love it so it was always kind of interesting what people don't what they pick apart what they what they do like or what they don't like and then and like you said this woman uh some fascinating backgrounds of people who kind of like are drawn to it. Like, how did you, how did you find this? You know, that's so, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I feel like if I did a deep dive on her, I'm imagining she's uh, must be a horror fan at, on, on some level. So that's another cool thing about the, the genre it attracts uh, all kinds of people. And most, most just seem so passionate. So, so yeah, but, uh, but don't worry about us. We got our, we got our one-star reviews out there, <laughs> not, not professional ones, amateur ones. So, you know, we, we're, 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 we're still in the art camp. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Bruce Wagner too. He doesn't give, uh, it doesn't give an F it seems no. like. <laughs> so, uh, so cool. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the other thing I didn't realize or really think about was, was just how many places there are now to, um, uh, review movies mm. as, fans i mean so you have shutter uh you know people leave like four or five skulls or zero skulls you can review it on shutter imdb letterbox i think there's like five or six hundred reviews on letterbox you know rotten tomato it's, yeah. its audience score so please go uh, score it positively on all these things <laughs> but yeah it's like god I've, I've never i mean i'm on letterbox but i i never write reviews on there like there's yeah. a, a lot of there's a lot of um uh, fan or non-fan reviews out there in a lot of different uh, ways to kill some hours if you can't sleep scrolling through them which i'm trying uh, not to do yeah but, yeah yeah but it seems like hard not not cool. to i'd be so curious like if you know you put something out there it's like it's like i don't want to know but you you 
you, uh, you, you can't help yourself. I mean, it yeah, seems like I'm taking peaks. I'm taking peaks. <laughs> I want to um, beat myself up. I'll look at the, you know, <laughs> not great ones. If I, you know, if I'm feeling good, then I'll look at the ones to make myself feel better. <laughs> I love it. I think it's like what what's what because you're so right about that whole um um just all the avenues for reviewing and like you know I I use the word amateur just because if they're probably not making any money doing it but the some I, know, of those I are, said amateur too and then I was kind of walking it back I guess No fans. no no but it, I mean all amateur just means they're not getting they're not getting money for it. So it's like there's some incredible amateur reviewers out there and I think like Especially with a thing like Letterbox or or anything that or Rotten Tomatoes that carries um like that those carry a lot of weight. Even like with me, I look at something and if I if I just quickly want to get like a a gauge if I want to see it or not, you know, I try to go with my gut, but then also I look at that stuff and maybe I don't read the the reviews like specifically, but I'll just kind of look at the score and kind of get a gauge and, and it's like and even like with with like you know Netflix or whatever. It's like as much as we hate the algorithm, I think the algorithm knows me better than any <laughs> any of my friends. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm the same way. Like in in public, I'm like Rotten Tomatoes is ruining cinema. You can't put a score in cinema, and then I'm going to the movies. I'm like, oh, I'll just check out the rating. <laughs> if it's at least gotten above seventy, um, yeah. So it's kind of like this collective group of like, um amateurs with no disdain attached to that word have like have become like in my opinion like more powerful than some of the classic <laughs> reviewers from like you know of all the like newspapers and stuff so it's like it, it carries a lot of weight with the, the what the public thinks it's um i don't know it's a it's interesting how things have kind of shifted yeah yeah it really does although you know although you know the as problematic as rotten tomatoes is that the nice thing is that uh, I don't know what whatever they have some criteria for the uh, uh, for the what they call the the critics tomato meter. Um, mm -hmm. Really, I, I actually never really even looked at the paid attention to the audience meter and, until this movie came out. Where I'm uh -huh. like, no, that like okay, if the popcorn's like spilled, that's like a certain <laughs> thing. And like, like our, as long as our popcorn's uh, popcorn's upright and the tomatoes upright, we're all sure. we're all good in the hood. But uh, yeah, and there have been some nice reviews on Twitter from critics that I I like, but they uh, but uh, but then I haven't seen them. They haven't come up as like reviews that they've written. They're just like comments on Twitter. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this person's going to write a review because they're tomato approved. Basically, I've become <laughs> obsessed. I started off this conversation like I don't care about reviews, and now I'm revealed myself to just be this yeah, just review checking dork. Well, I think if you open you open up that door, it's hard not to like go down it's either keep it closed completely and not look at it at all or if you crack it you're gonna <laughs> you're in and it's good it seems like a hard thing but that is, i mean ultimately it is like you know you, you make a film because you want an audience to enjoy it i mean there's obviously other reasons but it that's got to be satisfying when especially with like at, at a festival or at a like one of these conventions when you can see it with an audience of people who are passionate about that genre that's got to be very fulfilling and um and cool just to like hear the reactions of the crowd and maybe talk to people after that's got to be an awesome feeling in the end super cool i wish i, I could have done it more like i said went to new orleans um it played fright fest in london which looks so cool and there were so many uh good good films playing there but that was kind of close to our la premiere here so we had an la premiere played at the lemley and had a party after uh yeah seeing it in 
with an audience is really fun, especially as it starts, you know, because people don't know, can I laugh? Am I supposed to laugh? And then people end up do laughing, you know, kind of laugh for like the first three quarters of it, then it gets pretty silent. Um, and if you hear a little, a little gasp or two, that's really cool. Or, uh, you know, someone was like, don't, <laughs> don't do that when uh when uh ryan's character i would you know in the last uh, uh 20 minutes is walking outside with certain <laughs> neighbors yeah um so all that is uh is is really cool and and just just i would just say about the reviews again i, I think part of the reason you know or anyone would be so obsessed with them is because you you are as the movies out there it's you know it's not like it's playing at a local cineplex you are trying to think of like how do i promote this thing mm -hmm. because even though we are on shutter and shutter's got a great team um you know you you are kind of it's, it's you and the you and the other uh uh filmmakers and producers uh, that you work with are are the are pretty much the tip of the spear for pr so you're you're trying to send out emails and tweets and just and and, and try and like let people know about the movie mm -hmm. in a way that's not just like hey i made a movie and, and ryan hansen's in it you know you, want, <laughs> you can give them something and be like hey this person liked it or, or dread central or pangoria or whatever um so so you, you do end up kind of you kind of get a wallow in the muck of the reviews no matter what um unless you are you know a more a, a success or something <laughs> Bruce Wagner. Bruce that's Wagner. The there you go. <laughs> um, no, that's so that uh, that's that's so cool. Like with um, I think just with like uh, you know, we're, we're coming out of like obviously we're still in the pandemic, but there is this kind of like coming back into like like you said we're, we're going to parties, but still feeling that maybe anxiety that was never there before, or a different kind of anxiety, or film festivals are are essentially back um you know that maybe some hybrids are going on but you know we're, we're pretty much back into in person and so it, it is kind of like a i don't know maybe i'm i'm kind of just going off on a tangent here but it, it just seems like when you create something i saw with so many filmmakers during the the the, the festivals that were all online how there was like they were really trying to make the best of it. And I think there was a lot of positives that were able to be taken away from those online festivals, but there was also this huge detachment that felt like, is this even real? Like I put this out there, but I'm just on the zoom call with somebody um, that's gotta be, um, you know, when you put something out there, if it goes on a streamer or you put out a book, um, book, especially you put out a book and there's like just a few, few events, it's usually over pretty quick. And then it's like, it's just out there in the world. Um, I don't know if I had a question or a point to that, but it's yeah, got to, well, yeah. No, no, I, I relate to all that. I mean, as, as you know, uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be on this uh, show for the, for the book, the cult in my garage. And that came out, we were pretty, pretty in, in a, in a, in the midst of a juicy, juicy COVID part of COVID at that point. So not, that's <laughs> also, a, you know, an indie book, basically not, not a lot of press uh, events going on for that. So I was able to muster up a few. Um, and, and also, uh, really, when that book came out, we were just starting to shoot the movie. So mm. I did not um, really get to promote the book as much as I would have liked to because we were in a house all masked up and like in the dark uh, shooting movie and trying to, you know, figure out who was who because everyone's wearing a mask and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It feels like we are in kind of a an odd time where we're parties, big social gatherings. I find myself being like, if I'm 
in real life with people, I'm like, oh, this is exhausting. Maybe maybe Zoom wasn't so bad. And then I'm back on Zoom. I'm like, oh, I need people. I need, <laughs> it's very hard to find the find the balance. I, I just I used to be good at parties, and I know a character in the movie says that the bizarre things that have come out of my mouth at parties. <laughs> someone I hadn't seen for you know two years was like, oh yeah, I got. Um, I was like, how are things? I, oh, I got. Yeah, I got a divorce. And I said, where does your ex-wife live? <laughs> and like, I was like, that's the weirdest thing. I don't know what that even means. And then I just let it hang there. And um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. I was like, that's not a good question. Well, I don't think you're the only one. I think like, like you know, I've been to parties. I went to uh, uh, dances with films last oh, no. time I, I was down there. And just like kind of kind of like a, a social mixer. And um, I'm like, I, cause I hadn't done one of those and since well before the pandemic and it just feel, it's just this awkward, like, I'm like, I didn't realize I was that awkward in person, I guess, you know, but it is cause it, there is like this, you want to have a good time. You want to show interest in someone and then, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can seemingly cross the line or just say something that you're like, oh, why did I say that? Why did I say that? And they, they probably don't care, but it is like, we beat ourselves up because, not used to doing it, you know, on the, yeah. on that level. <laughs> yeah. it, all, it all feels a little fraught. Well, did he tell you where his ex-wife <laughs> lived? It was, it was this awkward silence. And I almost, and I don't even know his ex-wife. I don't, I don't care where she lives. I just, in my mind, that seemed like the, the logical question. So it just hung there for a second. And then I think he thought he took it as an opportunity to really divulge. He was like, well, you know, she moved to wherever she moved to like Calabasas. She was having an affair with this person she works with and this and this and this. So he just he just kind of like opened up the Pandora's box of his uh, uh, divorce. Um, so I guess in one way, I, I guess it was a good question. In another way, I was punished uh, because I, I don't know if I really wanted to hear it all, but I, I appreciated him sharing. Yeah. Well, you he brought you probably helped the guy. You, you know, he got maybe some some free therapy. Yeah, out of the whole thing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's that's an icebreaker. You can use that in any part. Where does your ex wife live? Huh? Cool. What you doing right now? Get her on the phone. Um, well, cool. So anything? Um, I guess I'm just thinking now. I want to get a Shutter uh, subscription because now I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued. So anything else? Um, that documentary sounds awesome. Anything else, um, either on Shutter or or anything that you've been watching recently that's kind of um, stuck with you or you've, you've enjoyed? Oh, geez. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to be plugging like big shows, but I did just, it's just <laughs> I did just finish the offer, and I thought it was very charming. Oh, yeah, I like the, the offer. Yeah, I, the offer to me when people talk about like Ted Lasso. Uh, I'm like, I feel like the, my reaction to the offer is the offer was like my Ted Lasso. I was like, oh, this is like, <laughs> I don't know, this just feels like a nice like comfort uh, watch to me um yeah. yeah i mean i saw oh my god is it hypochondriac or hypochondria i think it's hypochondriac at uh, overlook film festival that was very uh good very talented filmmaker um uh that uh i think uh, will probably you know make a lot of more really interesting movies i think that movie, i'm not sure if that movie is coming out on uh uh shutter or not but um hypochondriac yes or, okay um, I'm gonna look it up as we as we talk. Um, and geez, uh, you know, I've been mostly watching uh, mostly watching some old stuff. I did. Uh, I'm gonna go see uh, Jaws in uh, IMAX tomorrow. I'll give a plug for Steven Spielberg. <laughs> he needs it, right? Never heard, <laughs> heard of him before, but uh, excited to see that, and excited to see uh, maybe Barbarian this weekend. Um, 
uh, as well. I've heard great things about that. Um, yeah, again, I don't know if I've, I've seen anything else that's been on my radar that was uh, really blown my mind. I, uh, if you want a book recommendation, I read uh, Cutter and Bone. Um, I tweeted about this a while ago. Yeah. What a what an amazing crime novel that is. It's from the 70s. I'd seen the movie with Jeff Bridges and John Hurd. It's a good movie. Um, and the book just really, uh, really blew me away. I'll check it out. That's no, that's great. I love like um, I go through like phases where I get like obsessed with a certain decade. And I think like I think I need to revisit the the, the 1970s um, in film and in literature. You know, I think there's that's just that was just a great decade. I mean, I go through, I, I guess I'm going through the same phase for 30 years because I feel like that's, that's <laughs> it for me. I'm just like bouncing around the 70s. I don't know if I'm ever going to get out. Um, I also, uh, I don't know if you, have you had Matthew Spector on the podcast? I loved his book, uh, Always uh, Crashing in the Same Car. What's it called? Uh, it's called uh, Always Crashing in the Same Car. Is okay. that the song title? Um, it is, it's a nonfiction book that he wrote and, uh, I, I, I wouldn't do it justice describing it, but if you're interested in LA, the seventies, oh, yeah. um, writing, being an artist, comparing yourself to other, uh, artists, uh, it's, 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 it was really a great, a great LA book. Yeah. I Very love that. cool. No, that sounds, that sounds incredible. Um, I'll check it out. I think, um, I got it. Yeah, I got to give a plug for Jonathan Ames too, because yeah, his his book just came out this week, the the Wheel of Doll, um, and it, it like it yeah, it's like like I like I like the first one quite a bit, and this one just exceeds um, my expectations. So it's a uh, it, it's great. I encourage anyone to you know go pick it up. He's always he ne he never disappoints. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I you know I went down kind of a rabbit hole of. Uh, Claude Chabral movies. I don't know if it was on Criterion or Canopy. I uh, was not familiar with really that filmmaker. I ended up watching uh, uh, The Ceremony, La Ceremony, and uh, The Cousins. And um, God, what, a, what an amazing filmmaker. I, I guess some people compare, talk about him as like the French Hitchcock. Um, so been, been been digging into his filmography a little bit. Cool. I don't think I've seen anything of his before. So I'll... Um, I, and I, yeah, I would check out uh, The Ceremony has... Um, uh, uh she's one oh god uh is it uh oh my god i'm forgetting the actress's name uh she's in the pianist and uh she always plays very ice cold characters i have a pin saying i love her i should remember her name <laughs> uh, isabel hubert okay okay cool i'm sure I'm mispronouncing um it. no i'm excited because um we we i just finally got finally got access to canopy um our library got it so um very excited to start digging into that and then i have the criterion so there's there's always great stuff on uh, on that there oh, uh, canopy is great i'm doing a uh pick pick your favorite movies on canopy type thing that supposedly they're going to put up because i was tweeting about how much i loved canopy nice that's that's awesome uh yeah the movie was a uh, hypochondriac addison hyman and uh I, I met addison liked him a lot and i you know it's 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 a it's a very personal drama story and there's a horror element and i thought it was super cool very cool. Well, there's some great recommendations for everyone. I'll 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 look those up and link them as well. And then I also I got I'll, I'll make sure and put a link of the the book too because, like you said, I don't think there was that kind of like I wouldn't say it slipped through the cracks, but I you know there it was just out and then and then yeah you were working on the film so um, I think it's fair to say slipped through that's let's say it slipped through the cracks. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for but, the cults of the cult in my garage. Ready for that? Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> 
of support. Um, check it out. You know, people that seem to seem to get you know good emails about it. So yeah, no, it's like, great. And that, you gotta yeah. say, not a single person has contacted me to say they hated it. <laughs> that's know. that's good, right? <laughs> there are no one star reviews of it, so that's good. <laughs> that's a good sign. That kind of helped. That opened up a whole bunch of other guests for me. So that was kind of cool. Oh, I, got, I got some great people. Um, um, like Matt Mallory was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, from Modlin House, and then that kind of like led to other people. So mm-hmm. it is kind of cool when you do a show like this. How, like, one guest will lead to another. You know, so Jonathan Ames, you let you came from Jonathan Ames, and then Mallory came from you, and then I got other people that came from Mallory. So it's it's you know it's very cool what what resonates with people and who you know who who hears what and I don't know. It's it seems like there is like a like a bigger group than I realized the people that have mutual um, sensibilities and tastes and, and interests. So it's kind of cool um, talking to people from all over really the world at this point. So, um, but yeah, the, I can't say enough good things about, about the book and I'll make sure I'll start plugging it again. Cause I, I think it's, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mallory is great. You should, uh, yeah. Think about having Bobby uh, Miller on Bobby uh, writes fiction and has had a few stories up on Modlin house, but I know him as a filmmaker uh, he's got a couple features under his belt, and uh, he's got a short called Tub from years ago that I love. Um, he uh, he would be a, a he would be a very good guest. Cool, well, thanks. Um, well, let's see. So we're let's talk. I guess we could talk about dogs as we kind of finish up because always. I always. And that's why I thought I was going to be running late. I actually made it on time, but I was like, I I have three dogs, so I was making. We're we're you in a heat. Dogs. I have oh three God. dogs too. Yeah, it's, it's um, and then what you know one too many and then i almost i wasn't going to take them but i'm you know i'm a high school teacher and it's like 105 degrees outside yesterday there was a dog that some students had he was just panting this labrador beautiful labrador um so we brought him into my classroom and he hung out with us for a few hours while we got him rehydrated and kind of got you know sorted out and you know found his owner so um i easily would have taken a fourth dog but it was probably a bad idea. <laughs> Good for you. That's amazing. That's awesome. No, um, but I met your dog Snacks. Um, I love seeing pictures of Snacks too. Like what a what an icon. <laughs> I, try, I try not to go crazy. Uh, I know everyone's like, well, why doesn't Snacks have his own social media account? Like, no one would follow me. Like, I mean, have more fun. what am I going to do? Take pictures of sandwiches? Um, no, Snacks is a big star. He's good. He's good. He's going, uh, you know, he's getting up there. He's going a little blind. He's got the, he's got the diabetes. He's got the bronchitis. He's got the, basically anything that's going to cost me money. He contracts, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's good. He's still got big puppy energy and he's in a lot of my shorts. Uh, Snacks has his own IMDB page. He doesn't, he did not make a cameo in this. <laughs> um, he's not union yet, but um, <laughs> he's, good. he's very good. That's great. Yeah, no, when I when I um, met him, a lot of energy for an for an older dog. I was you wouldn't you wouldn't even know. I mean, yeah. so that's yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, um, no, you know, he's like he's like many of us out in public. The tails wagging, the eyes are bright. He's, <laughs> he's full of force, and then you come home and he is like exhausted. He was like, "Oh my god, get me down out of that. for the down for a couple of days." Huh? <laughs> Um, what about you? Any recommendations? I know I want to read the Jerry Stahl book. I listen to Jerry on and love Jerry. I listen to him on your show. And oh, awesome. cool. Yeah. Jerry Stahl's book is great. Um, let me just look behind me right real quick. Um, I have started Bruce Wagner's new book that comes out in November. I finally it's it's, it's a beast. So I think I, I, I've been reading the the PDF and, you know, that can 
that can be tough sometimes when you're trying to read a PDF of a book that's like hundreds and hundreds of pages long. So finally got a, 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 a hard copy of it. So I've been kind of picking away at that. And I, you know, I love that. Um, I'm not too far into it, but that's, that's been cool. Um, I got the, I don't think the offer, because you mentioned the offer. I don't, it's not based off it, but it's a, it's like a making of the Godfather. Right. So I forget what it's called. I haven't cracked it yet, but it looks cool. Cannolis or something. Something. Yeah. 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 Um, I read the making of the Chinatown book uh, by Sam Wasser. Yeah. He's an he's an amazing. Uh, he's a he's a really good writer. And and Ben Affleck bought the rights for that. And I was like, oh my god, are they going to make yeah. this? And then like maybe have Matthew Good play Robert Evans. You can't do any better than Matthew Good as as Robert Evans. So I don't yeah. know. I don't even know if that project will get off the ground. I like I heard. So I didn't realize Ben Ben Affleck bought. It. I heard someone had bought it, and I was just like, I hope that doesn't get screwed up because I I read that as well, and I'm I really I really dug it. Um, and then I've been kind of yeah I've been I've been kind of so I did get um one of those Bukowski not they didn't come out when he was alive but they pieced together after you know he, there's so many of those collections so. It's a Bukowski book on writers and writing. So it's just him, like little like excerpts of him talking about writing. So I th thought that could be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I've been, and then, oh, then I picked up um, the kind of a bigger book, The Overstory from a few years ago um, that won the Pulitzer Prize. And I've, I've just, I've, I've kept hearing good things about it over, I'd say the last, well, since it came out. And I read one of his books, The Echo Maker, years ago when i was in a book club and i was the only one who liked that book everyone hated the book and i i i, I love the echo maker um and so i didn't realize richard powers wrote the overstory so i kind of put it together so i'm like okay i gotta get that so i have a bit like a big stack of stuff i gotta read i have i have some people that are going to be on the show in the next um two months that i i need to start reading those books um they look good um so, All right, I'm, I'm, can you say? I want. I want to hear. Okay, so I got. Um, do you know who? I believe his name is Eric Tarloff. Um, he has a book coming out on Rare Bird, um, either uh, October, November. Um, I forget what it's called, but his last book I really liked called the the Woman in Red, and it was about. Um, um, so I guess I could, I could I could mention that one. The Woman in Red is like a kind of what bruce wagner is doing with the new one where it's like an oral biography about um an actor so this woman in red is about um an actor I, you could kind of maybe compare him to james dean um and so it's kind of like a that era of actor i thought it was really well done and um yeah completely fiction but it, it was it was pretty cool um one non-fiction book i don't do a ton of non-fiction books for the podcast but this one's called 1876 year of the gun i'm talking to that guy um in a couple weeks so it's just about um weaponry and guns something i don't know i know nothing about so and it's like a western so i thought that could be kind of cool and then a book about um i need to start i'm going to start it tonight i think i don't know if it's like a kind of what jerry stall did with um i fatty where it's like it's a real you know based on real people but it's it's kind of a a, no, a novel so i'm not sure if, it, if it's an actual nonfiction or if it's more along those lines but it's about john f kennedy when he was um in prep school like a young teenager and i guess he was according to the book he was kind of like um 
a bit of an outsider. So he, he hung with like a small group of kind of like misfit boys and they like made their own little club and did pranks and different things. So, uh, that one looked pretty cool. So that sounds uh, good to me. I'm, I'm from, I'm a mass hole and a bit of a Kennedy, yeah. Kennedy file. So that, that's, let um, me grab it right here. Cause it's like, it, it does, it kind of, it definitely struck my, um, my eye when I first heard about it. Oh, yeah, it's called JFK and the Muckers of Choate. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's um, okay. it's out right now. It's um, on Bancroft Press. Uh, it looks good. So I'll let you know. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna start this one because I'm talking to him in uh, next week actually. So I gotta I gotta get going on this one. But it looks good. Um, and yeah, yeah. I'm like I went through one summer where I was obsessed with JFK and uh, I did some traveling for work. So I like did a bunch of the sites like the birth house and um um brookline and then like went to dc saw all the stuff saw the grave went to dallas saw um you know where the assassination took place went to the the sixth floor museum which is very cool if you ever get the chance to go there that's a pretty wild how they turned the the, the school book depository into a museum um so yeah it's a uh, and it's like I, I don't think there's a i think someone bought the rights to this too and and like the the guy i was dealing with at the publisher he was saying there's never been um a film like a first person jfk film it's always been and i don't think and i was like huh i don't think to my knowledge i don't think i've ever seen anything with where he's like the character it's like right. it's always about jfk like and you know, he's around there but it's never like a, a movie of jfk so i don't know it could be kind of cool so i'll let you know on that one but um it seems like a good book. All right. Maybe yeah. I might I might want to scoop up those film rights. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think I, I haven't been able to I haven't been reading as much as I want to. I've just the stack of books keeps slowly getting tall, bigger and bigger. But um yeah, there, there's always plenty to read out there. And then you know, always finding new writers. So um yeah. All right. Well, I, I actually I got one more writer for you. I uh, the first person who's ever ever slipped into my DMs and asked me to uh, blurb their book, and I was like, I don't. Your my my blurb isn't going to go very far. Plus, I also never going to do it. I'm a slow reader. I got a lot to read. He sends me the book, and I loved it. And I am I'm very picky. It's a novel called Zigzag. Uh, I don't even know what the the what press it's coming out on. But uh, the book is great, and I will uh, forward you his information and keep your awesome. surprise out for Zigzag. It comes uh, out later this year. I described it as like almost like a Elmore Lettered meets uh, Charles Portis uh, and a California road trip. I'm in. That sounds great. Um, yeah. J.D. O'Brien cool. is the writer. J.D. O'Brien? First novel. Awesome. I'll check it out. Thanks. Um, yeah, send me his info. I'd love, I'd love to... Um check that out yeah. uh let's see anything else so you guys are dealing with the heat wave down there we're kind of we're kind of getting hit hard too um so trying to stay inside as much as possible um what do you have what do you what do you do down there just to kind of keep sane because it's i hear it's pretty bad uh it's it's pretty brutal all the things you would usually do like i'm on the east side so i might drive to the beach to the west side and Went to the beach, the west side. The west side was boiling too. It was like <laughs> the, beach, the beach was not the uh, usual respite um, that it, that it once was. So, 
Uh, yeah, I've, I've been mostly mostly uh, staying indoors, uh, hitting up my friends who have pools, uh, that kind of thing. Sitting in front of an air conditioner. Yeah, no, it. it uh, I think it's LA's uh, the, the the hottest heat wave on record. Certainly the the hottest I've experienced. So tried to get some writing done. I don't know if that really worked because, like I said, I've been on you know Rotten Tomatoes and uh, Letterboxd, <laughs> reading people. Uh, you know, always eyes drawn to the to the the lowest reviews always. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like it broke today. So uh, that's good news. Um, and uh, yeah, and if it's uh, if it's hot, uh, yeah, couple 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 movies on deck for the next couple of days. Jaws, Barbarian. Uh, there's one with Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth. Is it Resurrection? That's that looked interesting. So um, yeah, a couple couple movies I'll see hopefully this weekend. Well, great. Well, yeah. If people are people are who are listening to this, if you're stuck in a heat wave um, too, make sure you you get Shutter and um, there is that free trial if you want to test it out. Um, Amazon Prime. You might Amazon have, Prime. There you go. Yeah, you check it out. You might have AMC Plus. Who? Yeah. Who invited them? Um, anything else you want to say about the film before we wrap up tonight? Um, that's it. That's it. Just uh, check the film out. I hope you like it. If you like it, uh, you know, drop me, drop a, drop a tweet to Duncan Birmingham or Duncan Berm. I guess is my handle. Uh, or write a review somewhere. If you don't love it, you can, you know, just let it roll off your back. You don't need to, you don't need to get on the internet and tell everybody you didn't like it. You I don't mean, need to ruin people's it's a free day. country, but I don't know, maybe just watch something else. <laughs> but if you if you like a, if you you like a uh, one one review I really liked that was uh, a verbal review at the film festival was that uh, someone came up and they were like oh man that was like a cool like the home invasion movie it was, it was like it was kind of like the strangers but like the strangers in that movie they never talk and in your movie they never shut the f up <laughs> like, oh, oh man that's good I would love that for a poster so, yeah if you uh, if you don't mind a little uh, little little talky talk. Might be the good movie for you, and uh, I, I think uh, I think uh, you will like these these actors quite a bit. They, they oh, definitely, them. yeah. And if you if you hate the movie Mother, don't listen to what I said earlier because it's 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 like it's a different film. It just gave me a, like a, a the same queasy feeling, um, which is a good thing. I love that. Yeah, yeah. If no, it's I, fake, I mean, people, uh, influences were a lot of home invasion movies and uh, angry, drunken couple movies. So every, everything from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and Cassavetes and The Celebration to uh, movies like uh, The Invitation and Cheap Thrills and The Strangers and Straw Dogs. Um, those were all. I'm not saying if you like those. In fact, you you might be big fans of those and watch this movie and be like, uh, no, I really don't like this movie. Those, those were kind of like the the influences for me great well yeah great influences i i was um i love the film i'm gonna recommend it to you know anyone i talk to uh who wants a good horror film um great film duncan it was so great having you on again um uh, thanks for having me thanks for asking thanks for reading the book thanks for watching the film I of appreciate course it. yeah happy to and um can't wait to see more from you in the future and um We'll have you on again when something else comes out. But yeah, until then, everyone, get the book, The Cult in My Garage, watch the film, Who Invited Them. Um, amazing stuff. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care.